Today, we're talking about, are you a default parent? Is the other parent not worth anything? All this and more on the Self-Evident Podcast. Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mike. You got Massey. You got Massey. Willkommen. <laughs> I'm in a Deutschland. I need you to talk for a second because my computer just died. <laughs> so Seriously? Yeah, do the intro. Yeah, I, I forgot to plug it in. I'm running on battery. So one second. You want me to just go? All yeah, right, cool. Go for it. You carry it. And guys, we're back. Sorry I'm not in the studio with you guys. I'm actually out of town again. But I couldn't negate these next two podcasts. And there's a lot of good reason for that because we got some really good topics to hit for you guys. So I'm so glad uh, you guys are tuning in with us this morning. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed, go ahead and do that on our YouTube page, our Rumble page, all that stuff, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Obviously, censorship is a real thing. Uh, we believe that that's happening now. So the more you share, the more people get the content and it blesses people as well. So thanks so much for all of our partners sending us out what we're doing. Also, uh, if you need prayer, just go ahead and hit us up. We'd love to pray with you uh, and all that stuff. But today we got some very interesting things uh, to talk about, especially from the from the standpoint of what parenting is and what isn't. Amen. But this article is really telling, bro. I, I, I'm really excited yeah. to cover it. I, I, I'm going to get into this. I had a talk with Melissa last night about this, and it was great. Um, so Slate.com has a care and feeding advice column because I want to hear parenting advice from Slate.com. <laughs> and just like anything Slate, I think both the readership and the column author, out, they outdo themselves. And I thought I'd open up this can of worms. And we're going to have a debate on A, the woman who wrote the letter, is she right, wrong, or off base? And B, whether the advice columnist gave good advice. So I'm going to read the whole thing and then Massey and I'll kind of pull it apart. After we put the kids, one female and two male and, and one non-gender, I had that, to bed the other night, my husband asked me if there was a default parent in our relationship. I asked why, and he said someone at work had brought it up at lunch because their wife had been yelling at them the night before about how she was tired of being the default parent and wanted things to change. Here we go. I told my husband that, yes, we do have a default parent, and it's me. He asked what that meant for me, and I said I'd ask him a list of questions to give him an idea. I asked him. If he's ever thought about needing to buy diapers, wipes, diaper cream, or any medication our kids ever need, or if there's just always more of each in the spot it's kept. If he's ever needed to switch the clothes in the kid's dresser because they're not the right size and season, or if he can just reach in and grab something because it's right. If he's ever looked through their wardrobe for a season and determined what is missing and needs to be purchased, then bought it. If he has a phone number for the desk at the doctor's office instead of the answering service and knows which receptionist to ask for when you need a last minute day of appointment. If daycare had ever called him first, even though we listed his numbers first, if the kids come to him when they want a pouch opened or if they'll walk past him to find and ask me, and if he has ever automatically assumed he needed to get up when one of them woke up at night or if he waited to see if I was doing it yet. Just feel the love, right? <laughs> she just like Ooh, threw him this... under the bus, bro. 
Yeah, she did. And so I, I want to start this whole thing. She says, my husband asked me if there was a default parent in our relationship. He said someone at work had brought it up at lunch because her wife had been yelling at them the night before about how she was tired of being the default parent. Now, we've got to ask, what does this term default mean? What are we talking about by default? And she goes through this whole list of all of the things she does for the kids, so therefore she is the default parent. A, you must be bitter. You must be bitter if you write this whole letter telling the world everything you do. Because notice she didn't just say, I gave him a list of things that I do, and I, that's why I feel I'm the default parent. No, I have to prove to Slate.com and everybody in the world how much I'm the default parent, how he does nothing. What I find interesting is, do you notice he asked? He asked. Like, he, he started this conversation and he asked, hey, what does this mean for you? And there's another section that I'm going to get to where he goes even further and she still lambasts him for it. And Yeah, even at, even at the end of the article, she's like, I was calm. He got really upset and angry. It's like, I'm sure you were totally yeah, calm with yeah. him. You totally I'm sure. weren't condescending and arrogant as you're lift, listing off all of the diaper options that you have to go through <laughs> yeah. instead of him. You were just triggered and you were really calm. I'm sure of it. I'm right. sure. I, I think she's insulted that he would even think he's actually a parent. That's what I take from this. She's actually I, I insulted that he would think he's a parent. And do you notice this, this attack of, I'm really the parent. You don't even know anything about our kids. And... When I was talking to Melissa, because I sent it to her, and I didn't say anything, all I said was, I want to know what you think of this. <laughs> she texted back. She's like, um, this lady is super bitter, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> she's like, this makes me mad. And she said the same things that I was thinking. Melissa focuses on details for the kids because that's where her passion, her desire, her focus, her purpose is, right? That's who she is. That's her focus. Now, how many times I've woken up with the kids when they've gotten up, I've made them breakfast, I've taken care of them, I've, I've come home and disciplined. And she made that point, dude, to me uh, yesterday. She's like, I've recognized in myself that I back off of discipline because I know you'll do it. And, and I'm not Ooh. trying to throw her under the bus. I just, I appreciate she recognized that in herself of, she sees discipline as my responsibility and I'm not going to argue with her. You and I, you and I have both gotten phone calls in the middle of the day of these Gosh. kids are beyond it. Something <clears throat> has to happen when you get home and we go home. Well that, but like you've also recognized in yourself as of I, we kind of leave off certain things because we think that they'll take care of it. Right. It's like, it's, it's a give and take, right? I think I'm reading this article. And, you know, she's going off. I'm thinking to myself, when's the last time you examined the roof of the house? You know, when's the last time you thought about, you know, changing tires or uh, engine oil or uh, appliances? Who's going to fix everything that breaks in this house? You know, um, the, the roof over your head. I'm actually working 10 sometimes hours a day to go do that while you're here taking care of the kids. I could do what you do. And Carrie's made some great points to me, too. Like, hey, man. You know, it'd be nice if you helped with the dishes every once. It'd be nice if you. She's right. So I had to like put what I'm thinking about men 
we have to be almost supermen, like because we we get home from work, long days, dealing with people, whatever whatever the case is, and then still have the energy to go play with our kids, to go mm-hmm. discipline our kids, to be the husband and be present for your wife. And it, I'm not always perfect. Trust me, I'm not always perfect at it, but I'm striving to do that as best I can. Uh, and and two, to teach my sons how to be men. So sometimes I make them go do the mission that I was doing. Like you go do the you go do the lawn. You mm-hmm. go you know why don't you guys pick up. There's a lot of other things that males cover, and you're right. I think this lady was trying to, like, almost shame the guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and she never explained what he does. What does he do? You, you, it's, it's, it's really right. – and I'm not, I'm not trying to pit them against each other because she does have some valid points. Women do care more. Packing to come here, my wife is on it. She's like, you know, what do you need for this? What do you need for that? I'm not there to do it, but she is, so she does it. But there's never a question when I'm coming home, I'll, I'll pack my own clothes if she because she's like, I don't want to pick your clothes. You do. But she's always on top of things that I'm not. She's more organized than me. She's more detail oriented than me. I think those are giftings and strengths. And I think that's important to, to note in this article that wasn't presented. Right. She's more gifted in areas that I'm not than I am. You know what I mean? And, and this term default creates a binary, right? Well, I'm the default Ooh. parent. And, and Mass, to your point, almost guaranteed Carrie did not think about, well, what's the oil level in the car? What's, what are the brakes at? What are the tires at? What, what are the issues that we could end up breaking down or could cause damage and risk to us as we're driving, right? Like what are the other drivers doing when you're in a gas station with your kids? And, and I, I can almost guarantee you, I don't know if you and I have ever had this conversation, but I can almost guarantee you're like me. You're like a hawk. You're watching. You're observing all the time, dude. All the I, time. I do not like Melissa going to Walmart without me. me. And this is something she does not think about. And she's admitted that. And she understands where I'm coming from. It's like you have three kids under seven. You're trying to keep track of these three kids while you're going through the store, trying to figure out all the groceries and everything. In my mind, that is a dangerous situation. Because I know the danger out in that world and I know what a predator thinks. So I told her, it's like, I don't even like you going to Walmart without me. Why? Because I keep my head on a swivel the whole time. I've got track of all three kids at all times so she can focus on getting the groceries. So does that mean I'm not a default parent because I'm protecting and providing for my family as much as possible all times? Like... That, that's the thing is this, I, this woman, she, she took everything that she considers parenthood and she only used what she does as the describer of being a parent. Yeah. And I think too, adding emotion almost in these days disregards principle. So like, yeah. let's, let's think of principle. So like we were talking about godly raising kids, godly and all these other things. Do you see what happens when we don't make the covenant where two become one flesh? She's now said there is, like you said, there's a, there's a binary, there's a default parent and then a, a not present parent. When the Bible says two are one flesh, why can't we just recognize sometimes communication is important, right? Mm-hmm. That if you're stressed out or whatever, we should communicate. But the second thing is there's going to be strengths and weaknesses on each other, right? I have strengths that Carrie doesn't have. She has many strengths that I don't have. And there are things where I'm just like, she can handle that kind of stuff because in my mind, I can't. That, like she handling, handling, I'm not going to go deep in this, but like handling budgets, for example, right. I'm more the guy that's like, Oh, how much do we need? We need five grand for that. Okay. Let me go find right. it. You know what I mean? Let me go get it. Let me go work for it. Um, 
where she could say, okay, he's going to go handle that. He's going to go make the money. He's going to go. And she works too. She works full time, you know, doing, doing self-evident, but it's like, she's got so much on her plate. I'm always thinking, how can I alleviate that as best I can? But in reality, Carrie's a, Carrie's a go-getter, man. She's a doer. And she doesn't complain about that stuff. She's more like, sometimes she's just tired, but she doesn't ever complain or throw it on me that I'm not doing anything. I think she recognizes, man, there's things, Massey, you just can't do. And you know what? There's things I'm just not good at and things I don't think about. And I wish I could. And you know what? That's if, if males were honest with these, themselves, there's a lot more we could do men in our homes. There's a Absolutely. lot more we could do. There's a lot more time we could spend with our children. There's a lot more Bible study you could do with your kids. There's a lot more discipleship you could be doing. There's a lot more stuff you could be cleaning around the house and doing. Why don't we just take our flaws and say, okay, let's work on those instead of airing your dirty laundry and capping on your husband. Dude. And it's no longer a union anymore. It's really, it's me. It's my emotions, yeah. you know? And I, I, I want to get into that because some people may be saying, okay, yeah, but you guys, maybe he's talked to her about this all the time and he's not doing and not changing and she's just fed up. Let me continue. Cause that wasn't the end of the letter. He told me he just assumed I didn't mind taking care of most of that stuff because I'd never said anything and that he'd take some of that on. If I just told him what I didn't want to do. There's a man who's invested in his marriage. Now, is he perfect? Probably not. Is, is, could he get better? Yes. But the fact he even said that of, well, what can I do to help? Shows he's invested and he doesn't want you just f flying off, right? She said, I thanked him for being more aware of it and told him he could take on keeping us stocked with all diaper change supplies and medicines. He asked me what size diaper each is in, which store I usually buy them from, how often I usually do it, and if there was a certain brand for each medicine because he sometimes noticed the bottles were different. I would say, cool. So he's trying to get the facts so he does it right, so he's not going to the store, getting the wrong diapers, getting the wrong medication, doing the wrong thing, and then you hound him because he did the wrong things, right? But this is telling. Um, she says, I kind of laughed and told him the fact that he needs to ask all those questions is why I've just always taken care of it. Ah, you're the victim. That's it. And so instead of saying, look, I've communicated these, the fact that he had to ask me proves he's not even paying attention or he just trusts you. What and, about that? Maybe he just trusts. And it's, it's obvious that she's never asked him to do these things hey can you start taking care of diaper purchases i just can't handle this right she's so, never yeah. asked him yeah so, so think about this too like if if you're not if men men are simple-minded I've, I've learned this as i get older We're, we can't fix a problem we can't see uh cinderella man one of my favorite movies there, there's no point in punching things you can't see right <laughs> I've said this to females in our office. I've said it to my own wife. I can't see what you're thinking. I can't fix it if I don't know what you're thinking. So if there's something wrong, tell me, please. You know, like I want to be able to fix it and help and all those things. And sometimes men need to be reminded because we have just as many thoughts that go through our minds in a lot of ways than you do. So sometimes we need to be reminded because at my home, I spend a total, I'm not including sleep. I wake up in the morning, I spend a couple hours because, you know, work, I started working out or whatever. I come home, it's from like six to nine or 10 and we go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At work, I'm there from what? I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going working from like, I mean, I'm talking about my mind and things I'm doing on the yeah. phone. I get in the office at nine, but by 730, I'm usually doing something. Yep. And then I come home and it's by six o'clock, I'm done. I'm spending more time away from the home in a lot of ways than I am at home. 
So my mind is occupied by what is going on in front of us. That's what men do. What's in front of us, we'll take care of. Sometimes we're not thinking ahead like you guys are because you're not thinking what I'm thinking. You, you know, you may be dealing with dirty diapers and all this other stuff at, at home. That's cool. We get it. Did you have to deal with two disgruntled employees because there was miscommunication? And now they're, what about their marriages? I have to deal with that, right? And then you call me because the kids are being disrupted. So I got to deal with the kids. I mean, there's so many factors here that weren't talked about. Right. And you're right. She, she did go in and play the victim by saying the fact he had to ask me that. Or he was trying to be caring and saying, man, I recognize this might be a problem in our relationship. That's what, what does that mean to you? What does a default parent mean to you? You know, and that's that's what gets me is like you just proved the problem is that you took it all on yourself and then you're bitter at him because he's not helping, even though you've never asked. And then when he does ask, you tell you laugh at him and say, well, the fact I even have to answer all these questions is exactly why I've just always done and, it. And not only that. Not only that, you mock him for it and go tell the world about it. And she, you didn't even like say, man, thanks for asking, honey. I appreciate that. Can we correct this, please? Right. And, and okay. It looks like you've got a lot of questions here. Here's what I do. Here's my process. Because in his mind, I guarantee this was what was going on. He was putting together the process. He was like, okay, I want to get this right. And I want to be able to help as efficient as possible. We have a friend who used to manage Walgreens for decades. And he and I were talking about, they have it down to a science of the average amount of time a woman spends in Walgreens versus a man. If you'll notice carefully, those stores are set up for women because women spend an average of something like seven, eight minutes in the store, men, a minute and a half. And I've recognized it in myself. When I'm in there, I'm going straight to what I need and straight to the checkout, Same. straight out the door. Women are more likely to kind of peruse. They're walking to see what do they need? we think differently. And this guy was just thinking differently. He's like efficiency. I want to get in, get the right diaper, get what I need, get out. I want to know what I need. The best way to do that is to ask the expert, not start rooting through the drawers and figuring and trying to fit. Just ask the expert. And she says, she goes on, it's easier to do it myself than teach him how to do it. And then also check and make sure he's continuing to do it. Or maybe find out he isn't where there when there suddenly aren't any more diapers. You've caused your own situation in this, you know. but but men think the same way. Sometimes it's just easier if we handle it ourselves. Right. So like you don't have to think about the things I think about. I, it's hard for me to teach it. I think too. You just said it um, that, I, I, and, and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to defend the dude here because if he's a deadbeat, he's a deadbeat. Right. I get it. You know what I mean. And there are those cases. Yeah. So we're not making blanket statements here. We're talking about specifically this article and what was omitted. Right. And, and if you are truly a seeker of truth, you're going to look at not what's being written, but what's not being exactly. written. Exactly. What is being omitted? Like and when you listen to the media, they're lying most of the time. Right. What's being omitted from what they're saying? It's the same thing with these articles. It's like you can get emotional about it or say, hey, there's always two sides to the story. Actually, I've always I've heard this and I love this. There's three sides to the truth. There's three sides to every argument, his, hers and the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. So because we'll conflate our own stories. I am darn sure she tailored this to make it sound like what She's a jerk. Perfect. He's I didn't get upset. He, yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking about this dude going, I I'm reading. He's saying, I asked questions cause I genuinely, it came up at work. Yeah. I came home right away to ask you, is this true? Is this really going on? 
And then she goes off and goes the way I do this. I do this. She was not calm. No. There is no way she took it personal. So <laughs> she took it personal. She took it as a shot. She took it as he's, he's basically a jerk. Uh, and I do all the work and it's like, okay, I'm not trying to defend dude because maybe he wasn't doing anything. I don't know. Right. Give the guy a shot. And, and I can't help but notice the, if, if he wasn't doing anything, I believe his response would have been different. I really think this is one of those cases where he, he the that stuff was getting taken care of, so it wasn't on his mind, and he just wasn't thinking about it. The fact he comes to her and asks her about this, and the fact he says, well, I don't want you to feel that way. How can I help? To me, shows he's a pretty invested guy. Is he perfect? No. Is Can he pick up the slack? Probably. But, man, she lambasts this guy. And... And then Slate, Slate's response oh, was yeah. great too. So let me let me quick finish through hers and we'll get to Slate's response for the last five minutes. She said, I reminded him that he was the one who initiated this conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. She said, he got mad and said, it sounds like I think all he does is make my life more difficult. I would have kind of gotten the same impression. I reminded him that he was the one who initiated this conversation and wanted to know the reality of being the default parent. There it is again, her label that I have never once complained about any of this BS be freaking ass. <laughs> you didn't complain, but you, you let it fester in your right. heart and, and you complained in your mind and you built up this argument because you had every single point in fact laid out for him. Perfectly, Ready to go. Everything you do, you were ready. And then, uh, she sends says, and that I was calm the whole time we talked about it. He was the one getting upset. And that if he was upset at hearing this, he had complete control over changing it. She finishes with it's been a few days and he's been pretty quiet. He's probably filing divorce papers, but he did come home from work yesterday with diapers and wipes in the correct size for each of our kids and said he has a reminder in his phone for every two weeks for more. That's a guy who gets stuff done. Should I specifically talk to him about this more or let him adjust to figuring out that our realities of parenting are so different? Okay, the answer from Slate. This is Slate's answer. Bravo. I want to save this letter because it is a great example on both your parts of how to deal with this really loaded situation. He was curious and asked for your thoughts. You gave concrete examples that he could understand and that were not about his actions. He asked how to help. You explained that burden and he actually followed through and did the thing. I'm not even disappointed that he got defensive at the end because he's a human being and he was in a catch 22 when he was asked how he could help. So it's perfectly understandable. I have no notes. You both earned an A in partnership today. We want everyone gets one. a trophy. Yeah. Participation trophies. You were, you were perfect in this and yeah, he got offended, but that's his fault. And he dealt with it. She continues in terms of your question. You can open the conversation again, but only in so far as to check in. No one really likes being confronted with the notion that they aren't pulling their weight in the way they thought they were. So you want to be sensitive to that. Give him time. 
Maybe bring him, bring home his favorite dessert and tell him that you appreciated his curiosity and willingness to listen, as well as his follow through. See if he wants to talk and reflect about it all. If either of you are interested in rebalancing more responsibilities, that's great, but I wouldn't use this first conversation to do it. Use this one just to get on the same general page and talk about the specific tasks in a few days or a week. When you do, you can use a book like Fair Play or similar to help guide you. Good luck. My advice to the guy. I think what you should do is write out instructions on how to mow the lawn, clean the gutters, sweep the driveway, <laughs> fix the siding, repair the cars, do the brakes, do the oil, go out and earn money for the family. And you should put it all in a detailed report for her and say, okay, since we're rebalancing responsibilities, which of these would you like to take off my hands? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I will say um, she is right. <clears throat> maybe instead of complaining encouragement right encouragement right. i've always i've always loved edification you know my wife actually asked me about preaching you know how do you give a hard lesson you know with the right heart i was like when you yeah. can give a hard word with encouragement when you can get a, yeah. a tough thing with an encouraging word and i think you know obviously like you wrote in here yeah get the book fair play i mean give them a book because every dude wants to read a book i mean i exactly met so many males especially welders they just love to sit down and read books i mean i <laughs> and and there's nothing better than if your wife has just body slammed you in terms of your your work around the house <laughs> and then hands you a book about how to improve it she's like we need to read this book uh, no wonder the guy's been quiet for a couple of days i don't blame him but you're you're right of this the I, and I'm glad the columnist took the time to say, and I think the columnist noticed it, and that's why they put it forward. Is like, okay, don't attack his favorite dessert. Yeah, let's, don't let's attack encourage him. him. Don't attack him. Let's let's show appreciation for the fact that he was willing. And and you're right. The columnist probably recognized that because if you want to build partnership. And, and part of our whole point in all of this is there is no default parent. There are different responsibilities in different spheres, but you have to understand that as a team. You're a team handling all the, because all the responsibilities are too much for one person. And ask Truth. any single mom, and she'll tell you, this is just too much. There's too much. Now, she may get it done, and she may be a powerhouse, but that's not efficient. That's not optimal. That's not how we were intended to move forward in life. Each parent is given different tasks and responsibilities that provide an environment for the child to be raised, AKA parenting, right? And that's what, that's what this person is missing is both of you have roles to play. One of them is direct interaction with the children. The other one is fostering the path of the family forward so that the children can be nourished and raised in a safe environment right? The protection and provision, I think, are massive parenting skills for us as guys, because what good are you if you can't protect your children to some degree? Are you actually a parent? No. But you're a darn good parent if you're protecting your children in a healthy way and promoting their growth and nourishment, and you're disciplining, and you're guiding, and you're showing them what risk means and and you're teaching them about the world while keeping the dangers of the world at bay so that they can learn 
in an environment where they can then handle the world. Yeah. Right. I, right. And I do think un- unions are, are important to talk about. Yeah. Just remember that we're one flesh. You know what I mean? And that some people say it's a partnership. It's actually we're, we're one together. So there should be no division, no schism. There's not, right. not going to be disagreements because you both have a brain and emotions and you have to think. But at the end of the day, I hope both people, especially we can talk about our, to our audience, we hope that the correction that comes from either one, either side, the communication you have is to unify each other, mm-hmm. not to pull apart each other. Yes. The point is yeah. we're a union. We, we were created as a union under God for a purpose, right? And that's to reflect the church. How does the church look like in a healthy marriage, right? Because that's, that's really where it starts. And so hopefully what we take out of this is we're, we're a union and that any disagreement, any correction, any kind of thing that happens, it's to unify the marriage, not to pull apart the marriage. So if you're going to bring a hard word, bring in a, bring a, bring a notification too. You know what I mean? And, and I think it's important that you never walk towards this label of default, because like I said earlier, it draws that binary and immediately it divides you. If mm-hmm. you use the term default, what you're really saying is I'm the parent, the other person isn't. Well, you've just right. drawn a line between the union because now you're saying what you do doesn't matter and, and nothing you've brought to the table is actually being a parent. And instead, you need to unify as one flesh and as a team and say, look, if you're, if you're on a hockey team, not everybody can be the goalie. Not everybody can be the forward. Not everybody can be the defenseman. But you need all of those roles and all of those responsibilities who each have their own role and responsibility in order to function as a hockey team and win the game, right? And so this is something that you as parents, if you're going to have a disagreement about the responsibilities, fine. Agreed. You need to. You need to get that off your chest. 100%. In a healthy, constructive way. But recognize, hey, what are they doing that I don't ever have to think about? 100%. Right. And, and give credit to that because then they'll be open to like, okay, she recognizes what I do. That's awesome. How can I help? Vast majority 100%. of times. No, you, you may have a deadbeat husband or a deadbeat wife, you know, that, that does happen. But the vast majority of times, man, both of you are trying to do your best. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, thank you so much guys for listening and watching the self-evident podcast. If you like this content, please, by all means, subscribe. Uh, let us know what you think. Here's a question for you. Do you believe in this idea of a default parent? Maybe you think we're wrong. Go ahead and discuss it with, you know, have an argument. But also go to the selfevidenttruth.com to get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a book, check out the blog. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Homeschoolers, man, we are coming for you. We yes, are, sir. March, what weekend is that? Do you remember? The, uh, what is it? South Carolina? Yeah. It's Not to the, put you on the spot. Don't worry about it, man. It's 14, 14, 15, 16. All right. 14, 15, and 16th. If you're in South Carolina, you better get ready because uh, self-evidence coming. All right. So thank you so much. All y'all, Mass, you got anything to sign out? No, man. Become a torchbearer. We need your help. Yes. Uh, please, please be a part of that. You guys are sending us out there. and We're going to create a cool little video about all the testimonies that we're seeing. Um, and it's, it's awesome. So we just, we appreciate your support so much and, uh, please, please ask any questions you have, email them to us. We respond. Um, or if you have our number, call us or whatever, but just do, do, please, please be a part of what we're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. 
God's moving and uh, we'd love your support, but we also want you to be blessed. So uh, go to the self truth.com, be a part of that. And um, Mike freaking rocks. I love Mike. So do you, bro. Everybody, everybody give it up for Mike. <laughs> Comment down below. Look at, I look like a pansy clapping like that. Give it up for Mike. <laughs> give it up for yeah, Mike. I don't have my producers to press the clap. So it's one. Right, 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 right. I'll right. take it. <laughs> Thank you, bro. So, all right. We love y'all. We'll see you Monday.